You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Kieran and Natasha. And now as kids head back to the classroom, we talk about what role does artificial intelligence play and what you need to know. We are now speaking to Terry Griffith, professor at the Beatty School of Business at Simon Fraser University. Terry, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Looking forward to talking about these things. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Terry. It's been a long time since I was in the classroom, and I have a totally different view of what it was like when I was in school and what it looks like now. So my first question to you is, how has technology become a part of the classroom over the years? Well, you know, when I think about technology, I think about it very broadly. So even how in the, in the older times, we had little individual desks, and they all faced forward, and... Now, most classrooms have the students all sitting maybe around a table or a circle, something like that. But even, you know, going from chalkboards to whiteboards to those fancy digital screens, that's all been in the mix. And I think the big thing that's different today is those were top-down. You know, the schools, the teachers, they made those decisions about what to put in that classroom. And now, you know... You can say, well, the Internet isn't truly accessible to all, but it's becoming better. And so now the teachers are having to predict what those students are bringing into the classroom. Are they bringing a phone in? Are they bringing in work that they used the AI on the Internet to to create? They're really having to anticipate what's going on at home as well as what's in the classroom. And now you use the term AI, which is a huge word today. It's always in the conversation. And whenever we hear the word artificial intelligence, it tends to be negative. But can it be used in a positive way? Well, I guess I have to remind myself to consider the negatives. I tend to see it more on the the positive side. I mean, it even helped me this morning do something a colleague had asked me to do, and I was kind of grumbling about it. And then I thought, oh, I bet I can get the AI to do this in seconds. And I was right. So it's, it's going to have positives and negatives, and the important thing is that we're thoughtful about how we integrate it, how we support our children in using it, how we think about it in the schools. You can't just sort of change one thing and say, everybody has AI, now let's just move on. It has to be, everybody has AI, how are we going to change things to make sure it's a positive versus a negative? It's true. And like one of the things I think that people worry about with artificial intelligence is they don't want it to like hinder people's creativity or their thinking. I mean, you know, we hear about chat GPT, for instance, and how, you know, students are using it for their essays, apparently. So what do you make of that? Um, I think the biggest change for faculty. So I'm walking into the classroom for the first fall where my students will have access to these tools myself. I had to completely rethink the assignments. You know, I don't want someone to just create an essay. You know, an AI tool could do that for them. How is that helping them learn? I had to really rethink things and say, they're going to have access to these tools forever, and how can I help them start to learn how to integrate them into their work? So how can they learn that versus show me that you can write an essay, that now the technology can write it for me? And I am lucky in that I'm not a writing teacher, but I think even for teachers of writing, what an opportunity to change how you think about going through to create that written work, right? It's not the same. We really do have to step back and say, what activities are going to be most helpful 
for educating these people in the lives that they've got coming forward. And, you know, we think about in this time, you know, how has the transition been and, you know, sort of bringing more technology into the classroom? You know, I think this one's going to be rocky. You're going to have faculty who spent the summer. I mean, people were going to conferences. They were reading up on the Internet. They, some folks were just really focused all summer long on how they were going to do things differently in this AI-enabled setting. Other folks probably said, I'm just going to tell them they can't use it. I'm going to make them do all their writing, you know, in a, in a blue book on a piece of paper in front of me. And I'm, I'm going to be sorry for those kids because that isn't the world they're going to be working in. There may be a time for doing that, you know, handwritten, no, you don't get any technology at all, um, to better thinking about, well, all right, we're going to do this project with different tools and resources, just like they've been using the Internet to be able to come in. If I think about an elementary school teacher, you know, Pick your favorite animal from anywhere in the world and learn as much as you can about it. Well, they were doing that using the Internet. Now they can do it and maybe create some, you know, modern-looking art piece about it using the tools. They can dive far deeper just because they're not having to write as much, but maybe they can think more about what they learned on the Internet. But it's got to be a combination of the teachers and the students in the schools thinking about what is it we want people to be able to do when they finish their work today. Mm. And are there specific tools that are being used in the classroom? Well, I think ChatGPT just has the biggest brand um, recognition right now. That said, you have to have an account. The tools like the Bing AI that Microsoft has available within its Edge um, browser. So if you think about Safari as a browser, Edge as a browser, and you can use that Bing tool without an account. So maybe that one is, is going to get a lot of use as well for people who don't want to have to give up some of their information. Um, Grammarly for older students, you know, ones who are being graded a lot on their grammar use and spelling and things like that. But there are tools, and you're always going to be thinking, what are the free capabilities? You know, I make that pretty clear in my classroom that I'm not expecting you to pay for anything, but I am expecting you to find resources that are going to work for what you need to get done. Um, so right now, I guess I've mentioned Bing, ChatGPT. There's certainly all the image creators like Dolly and MidJourney. So much going on. You know, I have to read a a list every single day to see what the new ones are. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. It feels like there's always something new. So then this kind of leads into my next question. You know, how do parents keep up with these changes? Well, I, I have to smile whenever I think about that one. I mean, talk to your kids. You know, who knows what they've already figured out? I think that's a great start. And whenever I, I find someone, I say, hey, what are you using? And I say that no matter what their age is, you know, because I know they will have found some tool that I have yet to hear of. But I think most importantly, the parents need to be thinking about how to use AI in their own work, and then they're going to be far more credible when they have that conversation with their kids. I also think it's incredibly important. If any of us have any skills at all in this area, we need to be sharing those skills and our thinking behind them in terms of, you know, how are we using it in our work? How are we using it in our play? Because 
we can't just let people lag. I think this is too important to change. It's going to affect people's employability. And so your family, your friends, your colleagues, if you have some capabilities or you want to learn them with a group, do that. Don't just let someone say, oh, I don't need to know that. I, I'm going to be fine in my job. I don't think so. So it, it doesn't do a service to your children. It doesn't do a service to your friends and family. We all need to be thinking about it. And even if you end up choosing not to use it, at least you made that choice with some good thought process and knowledge. And Terry, as a parent myself, I can feel, you know, how as an educator, you must be trying to keep up with the changing and ever-changing digital, uh, you know, and innovations that are coming in, in the way we learn today. But as a parent, uh, I'm just wondering, do I let my kids just embrace uh, the digital world as it is? Or do I kind of let them still hold on to the traditional values of, say, handwriting, mathematics, or whatever else that we've grown up with? Because I well, seriously I- feel that the new technology is kind of making it way too easier for them. It, well, it's, it's certainly changing the different tasks we have to do, but I loved your use of values. And so what are those values and articulating those? So it, it used to be that maybe we looked at someone's handwriting and we, we thought that that was a beautiful thing to be able to do. And that may have fallen by the wayside for some of the younger generation. Maybe the ability to outline that that essay becomes more important than the actual stringing together of the first draft. The value of what does it mean to give credit for the work of others that you're using? So those are things that we all need to be figuring out right now. So how do I, how do I cite the fact that I use these tools? I don't cite the fact that I used a spell checker in Word, but maybe I should cite the fact that I used paid Grammarly to kind of smooth some of the writing I did. So having that conversation about what is the value, the value is about your creativity, the value about your um, correct citation or not plagiarizing other people's work, giving credit where credit is due. I think those base values stay and have to guide us rather than, um, you know, if I go back to cursive, right? Did you did you write that A with that perfect circle? (laughs) (laughs) So true. Terry, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you. Bye bye. Welcome. All the best.